Hi, I'm Oliver Braid. And welcome to the first ever Ellie and Oliver Show! (laughs) Broadcasting live from our living room from our flat in Glasgow. Uh, Here we are, Uh, (laughs) just in a little flat in Glasgow looking up at a sort of grey sky. This is our first show in a series. and I think, Ellie, you were going to talk a little bit about the uh, format and the programme that we're doing. I certainly am. I certainly am. So, this is Friday the 6th of January 2012. This is the first Friday of 2012. And what Oliver and I have agreed to do at some point towards the end of 2011 is to do a weekly radio show through the power of Culture Lab Radio down in Newcastle University, who we met when we were at Wonder our festival we are broadcasting via their audio server for 30 minutes every friday lunchtime for each of the 52 weeks of 2012 so this is our first ever show we're very excited we're sitting in our lounge which is now converted into a diy radio studio um and we're hoping that that, that this radio show is going to give us a focal point to each week. We're hoping that it's going to give us something to work towards and give us an opportunity, I suppose, as artists, to talk about the things that we're researching and working on. Um, And the fact that we have to do it every week is going to give us a kick up the bum to actually uh, be able to think through those ideas and be able to communicate them. So that's quite exciting. The other thing, the sort of flip side of the radio show, is that Oliver and I are flatmates. We do live together. And even though we live together, we don't spend a huge amount of time together because we are both workaholics. So we never never see each other, basically. So I just spend um, my time... uh, in the flat on my own, getting annoyed at all of the little things that Oliver has obviously done, not according to my strict regime. Um, so I was thinking, as well as being a creative output, this radio show will also be a sort of um, on-air relationship counselling session, which will happen every week and will be this sort of quality time that we can spend together. So... Um, that is what I'm hoping the Ellie and Oliver show will do for us. But Oliver, were you going to say a bit more about what, you, what we're hoping to get from the show? Well, yeah, I mean, I suppose that I did have um, some, some kind of similar ideas, but often, like, it is quite sad that we don't get to spend a lot of time together. I think that this does happen if you're really good friends with someone, but you also live with them. It's not that you take them for granted, but I suppose we're both just kind of... Well, I want to say so busy, but I know that both of us are sort of adding to that busyness as much as we can. So I guess this is a time for us to live out a sort of domestic situation. It's a bit like, um, I don't know, maybe a situation comedy just for half an hour where we get to reconvene and remember what we like about each other. And I suppose I was thinking the times that we often spend together are perhaps when it's quite late at night, perhaps we're just about to go to bed. I've come back from the studio. 
Maybe you've just been doing something in your room, like on the computer. And then we just do have kind of time for little conversations, perhaps to talk about problems that we're facing uh, or, or things that have annoyed us or, or just ideas that we've had that have made us happy. And we sort of talk. And often I think that we find ourselves kind of comparing and contrasting our ideas and opinions on certain situations. I know that we had a little compare and contrast this morning, <laughs> but I don't think we should talk about that. Um, well, not for this show anyway. Let's start on a more kind of upbeat note. Uh, and I suppose the, the term that we came up for this was kind of a philosophies that surrounded our everyday life. And I think that that will really play part uh, in each radio show each week, perhaps there'll be different things that we have in common uh, or that we think about in different ways. And just finding a space to sort of talk about that between ourselves and also share those ideas with other people that might be listening. Um, yeah, Eleanor. <laughs> well, what, what, I, I mean, what I like about the, <laughs> the radio show, we shouldn't just spend the whole first five minutes bigging up the radio show, but it is the first ever <laughs> it show. It is the first edition. So we want to explain what we're planning to do over the course of the year, which is to do 52 different broadcasts, one each Friday from our flat at 12 noon, so do tune in. <laughs> um, we have our jingles, which we'll talk about later. We're very excited about them. Um, but obviously... The, the fact that we decided to do this on the first, Janu the first Friday of January, it was a sort of resolution of sorts. It was a sort of New Year's resolution. And I was actually in London yesterday and travelled back specially so that I could be here in the flat so we could do this first show on the first Friday. Start as you mean to go on. And we've both got out our little diaries for 2012 and have marked in every Friday, 12 noon, that we're going to spend this time together doing the show. So... New Year's resolutions, we thought, would be a fantastic theme for our first show. Um, and so before we launch into talking about uh, New Year's resolutions of past and present, we're going to play a little song that we found online. Um, and while we're playing the song, we're going to look up who on earth wrote <laughs> the song. But we found it Sorry. on YouTube and we think it's quite poignant. Working out, losing weight, maybe using tanning spray, becoming more attractive in general. Reading more, watching less, learning all the rules for chess, becoming somewhat smarter in general. Eating fish, not fingernails, volunteer to save the whales, becoming a better guy in general. Saving more, spending less, yes, I will wax my chest, dating more girls in general. But not this year. No, this year is different As different as a gazelle Yes, a gazelle from a deer After all these failed resolutions My future is clear The future is near Just forget those resolutions You know that you are never gonna do And adopt a more realistical view by committing to things that come easily to you Like eat at least one value meal a week Or put the correct shoes on the correct feet Just 
to raise the bar to walk effortlessly underneath. Just face the fact you've always thought those resolutions don't mean squat and settle into a more comfortable spot. Embrace all the things you know you are not. Hit the snooze, roll over, then repeat. Make large purchases, then lose the receipts. Just raise the bar to walk effortlessly underneath. What was that song? Well, that was a song called New Year's Resolution, and it's by two guys called Rhett and Link. And I think I've seen some of their stuff before on YouTube. Uh, but you can also get more at rhettandlink.com, <laughs> Rhett with an H in the front of it. And what, what's the, in what criteria are we using for picking songs on the Ellie and Oliver show? Well, I like people who are just doing it for themselves rather than someone with a lot of backing. I like a kind of a YouTube derive, if you will, into okay. people who are just doing stuff for the pleasure just some randoms but is it we want to try to pick songs that link in specifically a lovely to our theme, a theme every we? week yeah. yeah so this is our new year's show okay. that's our first new year's theme and it's quite poignant that song i think if you listen to those lyrics about all the <laughs> things that you plan to do and that you never really get round to doing so what we were going to um talk about is new year's resolutions of past and present and what i as i was making some notes on the train because my train took nine hours yesterday to get from london to glasgow thanks to the january weather um as i was sitting on the train i was thinking about how um you kind of build up to the new year in lots of ways like as in december it's christmas and all the rest of it but there's two things that tend to happen for me one of them is to have a bit of a blowout, um, to drink as much and eat as much and do as many naughty things as possible because you think that it's all all right because on the 1st of January, I can start afresh and I can, uh, <laughs> you know, I can uh, give up all of these bad things that I've been doing. So that's one of the things that I tend to think about at the end of, uh, end of a year, which is obviously where the idea of a New Year's resolution comes from. But the other thing I tend to do is to try to tie up lots of loose ends, things, bits of work, things that I've had on to-do lists since six months almost that I finally want to actually get done so they don't drag into the new year. But I often find that those two things don't really work together that well because you're trying to do all of these irritating <laughs> little jobs whilst trying to consume as much booze and food as possible. So um, that's what was happening to me towards the end of 2011. And generally, what happens to me uh, towards the end of every year... Um, yeah, so Oliver, 
Are you going to talk about your resolutions, or am I going to talk about? Am I going to talk more about? Well, I'm a bit. I do feel a bit bad, like that I haven't contributed very much at the moment to the conversation. But I thought that we might start with something a little bit more strict, and then move into something a bit more frivolous. So okay. perhaps we should begin with you, and then save the kind of carnival atmosphere for uh, a slightly <laughs> later moment. Okay, well, I was going to talk about the link between, for me, the New Year's resolutions that I always come up with are quite goal-orientated things. I guess you set yourself a rule, which you then try to stick by. And for me, there's quite a strong link between um, New Year's resolutions and asceticism, um, because I am notorious for being a bit of an ascetic. And three years ago, like, this time last year... This time three years ago is when I decided to become a vegan, and I am still a vegan, so that was a successful New Year's resolution. (laughs) This time two years ago, in 2010, I gave up alcohol, and I knew that I was never going to give up alcohol full stop, but I did manage to give up alcohol for the rest of the MFA course that we were doing together. Mm -hmm. So that was nearly five and a half months of not drinking. So I think if I set myself a rule and put my mind to it, then I do stick to it. So that bodes well for the Alien Oliver show. Yeah, it does. It does. It does from your, on your behalf. <laughs> I'm a bit worried about what I might have to say in a minute. <laughs> so but I, guess, I guess my brain just works in a bit of a goal-orientated way, which obviously isn't necessarily that useful or positive way of thinking and i know that you oliver try (laughs) to think about things in a slightly different way uh yeah so i I was thinking when i was jotting down notes before that where you are talking more about new year's resolutions in association with asceticism i'm definitely thinking about my new year's resolutions but trying to be realistic about them so thinking about them in terms of acceptance and trying to work out ways that I'm still fulfilling my resolutions, kind of no matter what I do. So I don't know whether it's it's helpful, but I think that's because maybe you're setting goals, whereas my resolutions, I've been trying in the last couple of years to think about them more as kind of additions to a sort of ever-growing, all-encompassing <laughs> philosophy <laughs> or a way of living. Um, so what did you do last year? Because I know this time last year you were a bit mental. And the thing that really, <laughs> that really annoyed me is that you came along and said, I've made a resolution that every day that I'm working at the borough collection, oh, yeah. oh. I will do cleaning in the evening. So this means, that for, from my perspective, at least two evenings of Oliver cleaning every week. And but, what happened about this one? Well, in my defence, what I would say is my actual resolution, that was a kind of, that's a slightly goal-oriented resolution. So in a way, for me, it's sort of doomed to failure. But the goal but, was to have a clean flat. I know, but look, we're sitting in, if, oh, if the clean. listeners could see the flat yes. at the moment, it is pristine. It's beautiful. It's like a show flat. Some people find <laughs> it a bit creepy. Um, but my actual resolution last year, my kind of all-encompassing philosophy was to be more deserving of love and money. And so, actually, one of the reasons why I find it so difficult to clean the flat after (laughs) I came home (laughs) was because I was so engrossed in these two parts of my life, the love and money part. I got really busy um, 
work-wise and also I got a bit obsessed with someone romance-wise so I just I just couldn't really think about it. I mean cleaning the flat seemed very pointless when these two other things were happening. No Oliver because <laughs> this is all about like we need okay this isn't an old philosophy I think it's Aristotle that came up with this that balance is everything balance is everything and this radio show is going to give us balance in our life isn't okay. it? It's well gonna... we are we have got a sort of yin and yang vibe <laughs> about us I like to think <laughs> Um, maybe, maybe. So last year, I suppose, when I was thinking about love and money and my chase to be more deserving of both, I wasn't necessarily saying that the, the way I would kind of prove that or quantify it at the end was if I was rich and in a relationship, although that started as the plan. But actually, it became more about learning ways of accepting things and kind of being grateful for certain things that did bring me money and also help me do stuff and... If I hadn't chased after a disastrous person relationship-wise, I almost wouldn't have made one of the projects that I made last year that I'm really pleased with. So I think that those New Year's resolutions, they more guided the way that I lived my life rather than at the end being able to sort of account for themselves in themselves. So you couldn't tick a box, but you could say that everything happened for a reason. I think I filled the box. (laughs) (laughs) I scribbled over the box. Oh, that's maybe the best idea. So, this year, you're going to tell me about your New Year's resolutions in a little bit, because I still don't know what he's uh, got uh, lined up for this year, because I only saw him for the first time last (laughs) night, and I got back home, and he's going to tell me in a minute. I hope it's something to do with flat cleaning. I want to hear yours, because I know know how exciting it is. Well, it's got a certain quality. Well, Let's hear about it. What I decided to do is, because I had a really manic, oh, very, very busy year, very, very <laughs> busy year in 2011, but it was really busy, really and this is what busy. I talked about when I did my broadcast for Oliver's show at Collective at the end of um, last year. I talked about how it had been a bit of a roller coaster, just going from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, and never having any time not to work. Um, so I found that... Um, I was spending a lot of time writing emails because the way I work is to organise projects and communicate with lots of people around the country in um, like a bit of a project organiser rather than an artist. Um, But I found that I'd sent a huge amount of emails, far more than I'd ever sent in any previous year. And I have this data, of course. (laughs) I have this data to hand on my hard drive. So I decided that this wasn't healthy and that I would detox from emails and that I would actually give up reading and writing emails for the whole month of January. I thought about doing it for a year, but then that just was a complete... (laughs) (laughs) Just head fuck, really. So I decided to... um, Apologies. Apologies for that. I decided (laughs) to just um, focus on January... Because people do uh, detox from alcohol or cigarettes. Oh, I did give up cigs as well. Um, (laughs) In January. And uh, so my email detox, something that I've been wanting to do for like six months, but I finally got around to setting up. All it is is an autoresponder. So if you send me an email in January, at elliharrison.com, if you want to give it a (laughs) go, you get back a little reply which says, thank you for your email, but I'm very sorry that Ellie Harrison is undertaking an email detox throughout January 2012. Um, And then it does, 
explain why I'm doing that, and it supplies the last 10 years' worth of um, email sent items data and shows uh, a sharp increase um, over the course of the last 10 years to the point where I think I did one, I should know this, I think it was 4,000, or oh, let me just get my data out, um, <laughs> 4,629 uh, last year, which was more than any previous year. So um, it's an autoresponder, um, as artwork, I suppose, but I'm al already um, kind of interested in how it's making me feel. Like I am feeling quite twitchy and quite not knowing really what yeah, to do with myself. Because like, I sit in front of my laptop and I'm like, what do I do? Oh, <laughs> what do I do? And there's that instinct, because you just think, you associate work with emails, <laughs> and so I feel like I've had a little holiday this week. It's only been like four days, but it's strange. Anyway... Oliver, you had a different experience of it. Well, I suppose, yeah, I mean, if you're referring it as a kind of artwork in an email form, perhaps we should have a little art criticism okay. session where we Go talk about that. it. I personally, because <laughs> I haven't sent an email to Ellie yet until yesterday when I was thinking, oh, we're doing a radio show tomorrow, I should probably send an email quite quickly. <laughs> and... Uh, also, I should say that as part of my New Year's, but it's not a resolution, I did make myself a new email font and signature, which I was very proud of and couldn't wait to send to Ellie. But then I got this just bounce back straight away. And I suppose my overwhelming feeling about it was slight frustration. Uh, and I also, we got an email from Shortlegs to send us through the jingles. And she confirmed with me, we had a little mutual discussion, and she did confirm it was quite annoying. So, but I think the reason it's quite annoying is because you're so used to Ellie getting in contact straight away. It does make you hate her a little bit because it's just such a letdown after such a consistent uh, form. And then there's this change. And it's almost a bit more annoying because you get this visualization of data in the email. Um yeah, so that, I mean, that was my initial experience did, of it. Did you feel jealous in any way? Did you feel jealous that you couldn't do an email detox? I did feel envious that I wasn't doing it, but I simultaneously felt that I just don't think I could cope with the stress of... Because normally, I suppose, you're making your life more stressful with your projects by taking stuff on. And in this way, you're making your life more stressful by, like, refusing to acknowledge that you're taking stuff on. So it's almost mm -hmm. like a... A mirror effect, but I think it might have more stressful consequences. Like, I think in February, when you have to go through that inbox. I know. Well, I'm already nervous about it, and I'm already thinking about relapsing. And the other thing is that, because I, I give my mobile phone number in the email, like, I'm just getting all these texts from people who wouldn't normally send me texts, and I hate sending texts, and I'm just having to write all of these really long texts, which, of course, you have to pay for as well. So it's not financially <laughs> a very good decision. But... um. The other thing that you haven't, fa haven't yet discovered, Oliver, which you'll probably find very annoying as well... I'm looking forward to it. ...is that as a New Year's resolution, I also decided to change my answer phone message because uh, I had this kind of comedy answer phone message that I wanted to try out. Um, and I wanted to create between the email detox... E autoresponder and my answer phone message this sort of really <laughs> frustrating, Kafkaesque super bureaucratic, oh like, God. circular loop that you would get trapped in. Anyway, um, the answer phone message, which Oliver hasn't heard, I was going to do a little <laughs> preview of now. Um, my sister thinks it's funny. Uh, somebody else who listened to it thought that it was really strange. Uh, but it goes like this. Thank you for calling Ellie Harrison. I'm very sorry, but we're experiencing a high volume of calls at the moment. 
Did you know that you can find answers to all the most commonly asked questions on our website, www.elliharrison.com? Your call is important to us. Please do hold while we try to connect you. <laughs> so I wonder, like, um, what I think is quite interesting in a way is, again, the contrast between what you are doing in January, which is like a bit of a joke. Um, but it, it does give me a little chance, actually, to just reveal, reveal. my New Year's resolution know, right? this year is to take myself more seriously. Ooh. That's it. It's quite simple. But what that means is, for me, that I'm trying to identify aspects of my character that are the things that I should be pushing the most, whether or not they're like perhaps serious so like say i spend a lot of time on facebook instead of feeling guilty about it i'm thinking well actually this is just what i really enjoy doing so i just have to be kind of serious about doing that and hope that something good comes from it it's almost just like following things through that normally that i think are like real features of my character and some of them i would feel bad about i'm trying to resolve that yeah i'm just trying to think this is what you would like to do. But I don't want to think that you're going to become really serious and not be any fun anymore. Well, no, but this is the problem. Like, I think that seriousness isn't about that kind of performing certain ways of people seeing or thinking what seriousness is, like talking in a boring way or making something that's black and white. Uh, like, um, I think it's about finding my own personal definition of seriousness and following that kind of idiosyncratic definition through in the same way that I did last year. But I suppose that I just want to be able to look back at 2012 and say, yeah, that was your year of being more serious about uh, yourself. And did you, do you, are you going to add this to the previous two New Year's resolutions? Or are they the, the ones yeah, from no, they're, 2020? Yeah, no, I think that they're definitely, well, I, I don't know, because I think I'm thinking about each year as a specific journey. Mm. And so I guess this year is about seriousness wow. for me. And like feeling serious about the way that I want to live my life, not trying to, fit in my life into another person's view of seriousness or trying to make other people think that I'm serious in a performative way, just that, like, I'm trying to be very serious. So, like I said before, my my resolution is very, like, subjective, so I can almost twist it around in my brain quite a lot. Like, even now I'm thinking yeah. about different things that I could yeah, do. Yeah, well, you're being very serious sat in front of me and just, like, with your specs on, sort of nodding into a microphone in a yeah. very serious way. But, I mean, it links into something that I guess you could call philosophy of the way that I sort of live my life in that I, I have this... One of my many catchphrases is that, is that I'm very, very serious about not taking myself too seriously. And that you've got to have that. I guess it's like yin and yang. Mm. That you've got, and like I, the, another one is that I often think that I'm the most organised, disorganised person in the world, and that the 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 organisation compensates for the disorganisation. Maybe in the in the same way that the seriousness diso- compensates for the unseriousness. Mm. But I think I'm trying to find a way to not separate, like, say, seriousness and not seriousness almost perhaps like that uh, things that other people would think aren't serious I'm trying to say well actually yes they are serious to me and so like I'm living my life in a serious manner so do you think that in contrast to my uh, new year's resolutions that well that I'm maybe both of my new year's resolutions are about not taking myself too seriously and maybe like not being so serious about work 
Which is what I think both of them are trying to do, is just to say, sort of, use, use the autoresponder and use the answer phone and say, answer phone message, these are things that we do in the, in the world of work, but just use them to play around with. I, I suppose, suppose I'm just trying to, I'm almost like equating seriousness with like, just trying to find a certain, kind of trying to be honest with myself about things a bit more and not trying to deceive myself all the time about things, just like... Yeah, just it's it's again to do with kind of a philosophy of acceptance, I suppose. But oh, I'm getting a bit panicky. I mean, we've talked so much about resolutions, up, but we really want to celebrate and say thank you to a special person. I think <gasps> we do. We want to say thank you to Short Legs, Aka, Amy Marletta down. Oh, I was going to say she's in the south side, but she's uh-huh. not in the south side because she lives in the countryside she lives now. In the Scottish countryside. <laughs> but she did make a beautiful jingle. Which maybe we should... No, we can't play again. Cause we, could, we haven't got time. We'll, we'll save it up for next time. We've got loads of different versions. I know, because I was thinking, how are we going to check in on these news resolutions? We're going to have to recap next We'll week, recap. Because we've run out of time. Also, like us on Facebook. We're going to keep updating how many people like us. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> <Facebook>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we've got to play the final song now because we've run out of time. Thanks for listening. And here is Short Legs with Elvis Lives Upstairs, a favourite of ours because <laughs> we did a dance routine to it in 2009. <laughs> here we go. Bye.